Hello and welcome to Pugsley Crew Reviews. Today I have uh, two guests, uh, Kerr9000. Hiya. And Doomed Prinny. Hello. Uh, the film we are going to be discussing today is called Thanksgiving. It was released in 2023. Uh, the person who decided on this film was Prinny. Yay! Horror for the win! <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of horror. I think Kirk can no. agree with that too. <laughs> oh yeah, I watched plenty of horror. Uh, any reasons why you picked Thanksgiving? So, I watch a lot of horror, um, even if it's like beeline, even if it's awful, even if it's indie, like even if it's world, like regardless, I watch it. I had very low expectations for Thanksgiving just because of the name. I knew, okay, it's themed it's gonna be tacky it's gonna be pointless i was actually pleasantly surprised and i thought if we're gonna do a film review let's review a film i mean in my opinion i thought okay it's the first time i've seen a horror in maybe two three years that was i don't know got me thinking got me recommending so i thought okay well at least if i'm going to subject them to a movie it will be decent yeah no, I get it's that. A, it's got a really interesting history around it as well. Um, we didn't get this in England, but you might know these two films, Planet Terror and, um, oh, what's it called? Death Proof. Yeah, I know them. Is oh, Planet, yeah, Ter- Planet Terror is oh, the one yeah. with uh, Rose McGowan with the gun leg? Machine Bandit. gun leg, yeah. yeah. It was a they- double bill. Wasn't yeah. it, both of these films? In America, they were a double bill. They were sold separately over here, but in America, you brought one ticket, and I'm not sure which order they were in. I think it was Planet Terror and then Death Proof. But in the middle, they showed five mock trailers for films that didn't exist. Nice. And mm-hmm. The mock trailers were Machete, which went on to exist. Oh! Yeah. With a shotgun, which went on to exist. Which exists, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, the shotgun, never heard of that. Which is what we've watched. Yeah. And then oh. two films called Don't and Werewolf Women of the SS. All right. I hope these both get made. <laughs> <laughs> Does seem likely, considering yeah. they've made three of them. Yeah, that sounds really cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that I, uh, about the uh, fake trailers uh, then becoming films. Hmm. The actual fake trailer to this does show a couple of key points that happen in this film. So it doesn't follow the exact same story, but you can tell that they've took you know some inspiration from that. But the fake trailer's done in a way that makes it appear like an eighties pirate sort of film and it steals the yeah. music from Creepshow <laughs> cool uh-huh. um, getting on to the film then it's uh, directed by Eli Roth which I know does quite a bit of things like I think he produces um, Haunted Museum as well which is, is a, an entertaining watch um, even if I don't believe the whole ghost story stuff because uh, I don't believe in that kind of thing 
personally. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was really good. Like, I started off like, oh, like, it's just going to be like a bit of a stampede and stuff at the beginning. I didn't think it would be quite as brutal as what it was when it started. Yeah. You know, it I expected. Waste time. That's why no. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Like I expected. Oh, maybe a couple of people will get trampled, and that'll be the worst of it. But you had someone slicing their throat open, still trying to get his bloody waffle iron. You had. Uh, yeah. You did have the security guard getting completely squashed by people trampling over him on and, and under a door, and then you had uh, the the wife of the one guy who, who got smashed in the face with a trolley, and then scalped. Yep. <laughs> It was just like, wow. And obviously the, the one of the main characters who broke his arm. But it's it's uh it was it was a really interesting not not interesting star because you know, you knew something was gonna go, but I didn't think it would be as brutal as it was. No, definitely. Like when the woman's scalps pulled across the floor and people are just carrying on shopping and the you know. It's exactly. show craziness. Um, the thing is, though, it was only until the end when I read the credits I saw it was done by Eli Roth, and then it all made sense to me. Because if you've watched the Hostel franchise, you know exactly what you're in for. So it was more a shock factor. And I was like, oh, God, this reminds me of something. Oh, okay. It's made by the same people who did Hostel, which was very graphic as well. Um, but really, I think, um, very creatively done. Yeah, I think obviously, like it's taking the piss out of Black Friday. Clearly, with the yeah, what went on because oh, obviously yeah. stuff has happened at Black Friday, but I don't think it's ever gone quite to those lengths. No, apparently it is vicious in America. Um, like you said, not to this point, but people have got hurt. Yeah, but uh, yeah, brilliant start to the film. <laughs> Uh, obviously, then uh, people start getting it. It's a year later. Plans still go ahead to open the store that, where all this stuff happened the year before, which is shocking. Uh, like, as in, open it for, for Black Friday again, uh, which which is only a recent thing that the UK been doing in the last like five or so years, something like that, maybe a bit longer, but you know. It's not as popular, that's for sure. America, it's a day you you book off of work to in, indulge. UK, we're just like, eh, order something off Amazon and that's it. Yes, pretty much. Uh, I remember watching a news report uh, that was on online from somewhere. It's like, oh, it's going to be mad. It's going to be crazy. And then when they open these stores at six o'clock and then like two customers walked in. <laughs> Yeah, I, was like, I remember really? one like that. Uh, it was it was in England. It was it wasn't in Wales. So I I saw yeah. like a a re-upload of it or something like that. It's just yeah, hilarious. There was one where it was one guy and they just went and what are you here for? And he like goes, I don't know. <laughs> something something might be cheap. Something that they want as well. Probably not. A lot of people say don't buy things on Black Friday because they make them out of cheaper parts, which is why they do them cheaper. But I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I think it's you know mostly that. like old stock. Like every year, new tellies come out, and I think it. Yeah, they stuff in Black Friday's cheap, but it's like last year or the year before's model that they want out of the warehouse to make room for something new. So you're yeah. doing them as much a favor as they're doing you, really. Yeah. Yeah, they're still making a profit. <laughs> yeah. That's the main thing, isn't it? Uh, it started off with um, 
After after all this, they they're going to do a commercial for the uh, for the uh, the store for the Black Friday sale, and obviously the house was ransacked and a, and an axe was missing. I was like, oh, I wonder if we'll see that axe again. <laughs> yes, it was so. It was such a parody of every horror film you've seen, but I loved it. It was. It was just a bit it, very witty at times, actually, but yeah. they were let you know that they're taking the piss through the whole film. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was, I think the, the simple over the topness kind of gave that away. But like, it, it it is kind of comedic in many many ways, like just satir satirizing so much of horror films. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Halloween, Scream, and I Know What You Did Last Summer. They're the ones it really... Yeah. Well, Scream, if if I remember correctly, was kind of like a piss take of horror films anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. It uh, was uh, Wes Craven sort of looking at every horror that had been out and sort of taking the pee out of them and showing how they weren't that relevant nowadays. Yeah. And then it kicked off a massive franchise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shockingly. <laughs> yeah. Well, after the, after the, uh, not long after that one scene where the axe is missing, oh, look, the theft, axe is missing, blah, blah, blah. It moves on to people in like a shop and uh, it, you see like a person in a mask. So you're like, right, well, that's obviously what the killer's going to look like if you hadn't seen like the, the promotional posters or anything. You, That's what it is. It's a pilgrim looking guy. And then it cuts to the night after they've all left the shops and stuff. Uh, and uh, the crazy woman who was like shouting and screaming on the Black Friday the year before is in the shop on her own in the in the cafe. <laughs> and then the the, the crazy Honestly, killer guy. I, I yeah. The the crazy lady was my favorite person in this whole film. Everyone was she a made fucking such dick, a, though. Impression. If you no, know what I mean. No, no, they were all dicks, but she got the best. She got the best death, though. You got to admit, she made an impression. You remembered her when you see her again a year later, and then when she dies, you're like, "Wow, they really thought this through. How they yeah. want her to suffer." <laughs> yeah, she suffered with her face being stuck to a fridge and door or freezer door, and then half her skin gets ripped off her face and her hand, and then. Uh, the death was great, though. I did laugh. I, I pissed yep. myself laughing yep. when, like, she's, like, climbing into a big, massive uh, wheelie bin, like a uh, industrial-sized wheelie bin. And she's climbing into it, and the car slams it. The lid closes down, and she gets cut in half. Uh, yep. uh, I laughed. Especially yep. when she gets her uh, bottom half is, like, stuck, stuck on top of fucking, like, a star or something. Just plop there, resting, chilling away, <laughs> while the other halves underneath the, the murderers hide out. But I yeah, really like that. Because uh, I just thought the, the, the death was great. The thing is, they were really, like I mentioned before, they were really creative. So they've kept it in line with, you know... The, the whole Thanksgiving thing. Obviously, we'll explain more of the deaths later on. But with her, because she's running away and all... Oh, my God. The whole... When they stick their head to the fridge, I was like, she's not getting away lightly. She's He's going to make her suffer. And there's a bit where you think she's almost going to escape. 
It's like, nah, you're <laughs> dead, mate. Ooh, yeah. What do you think about that mood, Kerr? Do you think it was a good one? I do. I love the stuck to the freezer by the face thing. That was brilliant. I really liked that. And I did like the fact she pulled herself off. And she did that thing where you start screaming at the TV. Because when she went in that room and was locked in, and then she comes to let us up, I was going, Oi, bitch, why are you letting yourself out? Just fucking barricade that door and stay in there till morning. <laughs> I was half thinking that too. But you know that the killer was probably going to break in somehow or trick her out, but... It was like, how are you going to die? You're going to die, lady, but how? <laughs> you did have an axe. You could have just cut the door down. Oof. Yeah, that's true. But one thing I liked is when she tried to use a phone and her hands all fucked so she can't touch the screen properly to use use it. Oh. And then she's trying oh. to use facial recognition on her phone and it's just like not working because her face is half gone. <laughs> uh, and that's why it's easier to have an old phone. It has buttons instead of a touchscreen. Yeah, the details were really fought out, like how how screwed she was going to be. Yeah, at times like this, um, we really needed one of those Nokia phones. Yeah. A nice old Nokia 3330 or whatever they were called. I can't remember, 3310, something like that. A popular one with the different covers, yes. Yeah. I haven't had one of them since I was young, like a teenager. I think it was my second ever phone. I remember. I think I before I had one of them, I had a flip phone. Do you like the one in um, The Matrix? I had one of them. Oh, yeah. Because oh, cool. I was fucking cool, man. It was a razor, I think. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. I think it was a razor. I think my, my brother did, did the exact same thing for that exact same reason. Matrix. That's it. Yeah, gotta be gotta be cool, man. <laughs> Maybe. Um, obviously, like there's obviously exposition between things, and you're learning about stuff. But like the main thing about these films, obviously, is the kills, and the and the second kill was also it made me laugh. Like the kill wasn't like really gruesome or anything. He like got the guy got stabbed. Uh, I can't remember if much else happened to him other than getting stabbed the security guard because uh, obviously the, the guy is tar- the killer is targeting people who he decided were the main issues with the um the incident that happened on the original Black, Black Friday and that was her because she was fucking crazy uh, two kids from a different school, which were also really annoying. Um, the security guard, because he ran away. He ran, yeah. Yeah. And then obviously the main group of kids, because they got in early and everyone flipped out because of that. Um, one thing I will say about this film is the amount of swearing in it. Literally, like the, the security guard's going like, Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. And like at the start, they're just shouting and squaring, fuck you, you cocksucker, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> I don't care. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> like, every they swear worse than I do. <laughs> but uh, I like the security guard when he died. I remember him just being like stabbed in the chest. 
from underneath with a turkey carver, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and then obviously they cut his head off to, to put around the table for the Thanksgiving Day feast, so to speak. But what I really liked about that entire thing was after the security guard is killed, the guy feeds the cat and then like gives the cat yeah. a little stroke yeah. and it's like, see... You know, he's clearly not a bad guy. <laughs> he's feeding the cat. Yeah, it shows a shred of humanity, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It's like, he just murdered someone. He's about to leave. He turns around and sees the cat and goes, actually, I'll feed the cat because the cat's not going to have any food. That's great. <laughs> Did any of you uh, predict who the killer would be? No. Nah. No, I didn't. I... I, I... So um, that you get you you get red herrings in a film, and I really really thought it was the girl's um, new boyfriend. I really thought it was him, and I thought even if it's not him, he's an he's an uh, accomplice. Yeah, but no, that I completely th- threw me off. I he thought, was just creepy. That's yeah, it. I thought he would have been an accomplice, or the two the boyfriend yeah. and the ex boyfriend worked together for a while, but I did earlier on in the film say who the killer was and was right but then i changed my mind completely and i and uh i thought it was two people the only reason why i thought it was certain people as well is because the killer was quite short yeah which is why i thought yes. well it can't be the new boyfriend because he is taller than everyone else there whereas the killer is shorter than like most of the women <laughs> I thought it was the ex-boyfriend because I thought it was going to be a thing where, you know, his arm was fucked up so he couldn't play baseball anymore. So yeah. that would be the motivation. Yeah, but... and it kind of implies that when uh, oh, like, yeah. one of the scenes in like later in the film, like a, a, a lot of baseballs get hit over and you're like, ah, oh, see, it's, it's implying it's him again. But, but... The red herrings. They yeah. were really clever about it. Yeah. Because he disappears off the scene for a long time. And then there was the ex-manager of the store who has his own vendetta because his wife gets killed in the stampede. But Mm. you don't see him again for like, what, three quarters of the film. And then he appears and it's like, nah, it's not going to be this guy. No. It's too obvious. Again, for for me, the height height is the thing that gave, was the main thing for me. I, I said to the missus, because we watched it together, I said, it's clearly someone who's short. And there was a few short yep. people, so it was obviously one of them. So it's either a short man or a short woman, but it's someone short. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, I was, that was my thoughts on who, who the murderer was. I, I'm just glad I clocked it and then changed my mind. Uh, I was like, nah, I can't be. It's got to be one of these other people. And I was right originally, but then it don't count because I, I got it wrong by the end. So that's that's on me, and and the missus poisoning my poisoning my my thoughts. Going, it's not the killer. This person is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Um, one thing that uh, I I liked was the parade scene, like the whole someone just randomly gets their head cut off, and then a a big part of like a parade float goes into the back of a driver's head and out through their face and their face was all weird looking. But the one, I don't know how I feel about it is the killer has a specific dress code in this film. Yeah. They're always dressed as that pilgrim person. But in the murder scene in that, 
fucking big clusterfuck of death they dressed up as something else and i was like hmm, yeah. that goes against the rules of the genre changing the look for one moida scene <laughs> you know i what actually I mean? popped that clown straight away and i went did you see that clown to my missus i went he was fucking creepy yeah it was a creepy if he's clown. Got something to do with it then they should make him a villain in, and then by the yeah. time i'd finished saying it he was killing <laughs> yeah, it was oh, definitely okay, clown, yeah. but it's kind of like you've wore a specific outfit, you fucker. You can't put on a clown costume all of a sudden. That's like Ghostface in Scream going around murdering people as Ghostface, and then uh, halfway through movie, going, nah, I'm gonna dress up as I don't know Popeye. You know, a spooky Popeye. It's I think it, was, it was a good move that it took you by surprise, though. Yeah. I think sometimes with these horror films, you've got to break a few rules. Because if you follow all the sort of convictions and rules... And the tropes of the genre, yeah. Yeah, you become too predictable, so... When you had a super creepy clown, it kind of implies that there's a super creepy clown for a reason. <laughs> then again, a lot of people will, will think, whatever the clown looks like, it's going to be creepy. Yeah, it's amazing how many people are scared of clowns, really, isn't it? It's, yeah. Uh, Probably got oh. Stephen King to blame for that. Help. Nah. No. I mean, we got things like this. They do kind of reinforce that little fear. But, yeah. I mean, I'm not scared of clowns. I'm just saying, I see where they're coming from. They've got makeup on. You don't really know what's going on. And mm. they're just, that they throw their voices. It can yeah. be quite jarring. I'm not really, uh, I can't, I'm trying to think of a, horror films but like i think there's killer clowns from outer space yeah it and then there's clown uh, house clown house I, i'm not familiar with and then there's the more recent ones uh terrifier oh, with yeah. Art the clown. Art the clown. yeah so oh, oh, yeah. Was... Oh, yeah, i haven't seen you. that i need to watch that oh that is also very gory and a lot of swearing so you might like that quite a bit mm, cool Clown ass was by that guy that did Jeepers Creepers. Oh, I remember Jeepers Creepers. Uh, It's a shit old film. (laughs) And um, most of it is young lads running around in their underpants. And I don't know if you know this, but the guy that directed Jeepers Creepers, who directed Clown House, Mm -hmm. is a convicted paedophile. Shit, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um... So if you want to watch anything of it, it's pirate it, because it's morally right, in my opinion. I agree. But... Yeah, we, he doesn't deserve money. Yeah, agreed. He made a film for Disney as well called Powder, about a child with supernatural powers or something. Yeah. That was, that, that was oh after he was convicted. After he was convicted? Yeah. He was convicted. a fantastic film. For, oh god for abusing one of the lads that was in clown house and when <gasps> powder came out the lad from clown house and his family like turned up at the premiere and picketed it and stuff but yeah it seems to really have gone underground and people don't seem to realize or want to realize that uh yeah he's a convicted pedophile I mean, yeah that's wrong i didn't even know I'll be that honest, i don't think he's got much of a career 
I don't think he's got much of a career, to be fair. Um, Powder, I just watched by chance many years ago on a recommendation, and it was fantastic. But again, I never paid attention to who did the film or anything. And Jeepers Creepers, like I said, I watch any type of horror film. And Jeepers Creepers isn't exactly the best film in the world. There were just some good aspects of it. Um, but yeah. Just a sh- it's just a shame Victor that someone Salva, like that's his name. Yeah, Victor <sighs> Salva. Never, I didn't, you know, it's Ray, I remember the name of the directors of films and so on and so forth. I like, I've been paying more attention with this now, uh, doing the podcast because I, I've started putting the information in the like YouTube videos for the layout of the podcast. But generally speaking, I, I forget a mm-hmm. lot of the directors and a, a lot of actors' names I forget and so on and so forth because I got an awful memory. <laughs> just the way I am. It took took me the whole five minutes of talking about this for his name to suddenly come back into my head, so. Right. This is one of my favourite bits of the film, right? We're getting close to the end. Right. Obviously, there's a couple of more murders we should talk about. Like, uh, the thing is, is I don't... The one guy gets killed, right? I was going to speak about something else that I really enjoyed. But the, the the guy from the other school who was like a massive dickhead, he gets killed by having yeah. his neck broken. There was mm-hmm. nothing particularly interesting about that. What was the fun bit was where the cheerleader was like bouncing up and down on a trampoline. And <laughs> the guy just sticks knives up through the fucking bottom of it. Oh, just, yeah. That was funny. I did laugh at that. I was a little disappointed. Oh, I was hoping to see. I was hoping to see some nudity from some other people in there. <laughs> joking. That is actually in the Grindhouse trailer. Is but it? Different uh, actors. Yeah. Whoa. Do you know what a death split is? It's where they jump up and spread their legs totally apart. Yeah. In the trailer, she does one of them, Ow. and the knife goes in the hoo ha. Yay? So this was Tamer. No, it goes in in her side in her head or something in this, but it's clearly definitely in the hoo-ha in the Grindhouse trailer. (laughs) Shit. Well, at least she she got it but didn't get that happen to her, even though it's technically the same person, but not. Same as in the Grindhouse trailer, her boobies are out as well. (laughs) All right, fair enough. Yeah. Just melody it down a bit. Yeah, it's fair enough. It's violent enough. We don't need to see boobies as well. Or do we? Who knows? Well, it um, tends to be like a horror staple, doesn't it? That whether you need boobies or not will, you know, provide some boobies yeah. just because. I don't think it's as, as common as it used to be, though, is it? Like in 80s, 90s, no. they'd be a pale in there, like, but. Yeah, it's been left behind a little bit. It needs to be in a slasher movie. Anything else, not so much. But um, it's usually like, oh yeah, people will have sex and then die immediately after, or during, you know, that kind of thing. And the the, the virgin girl will survive somehow because virginity is sacred. Or I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, that's very Friday the Thirteenth sort of territory, isn't it? Yeah. The ones that have gone off to smoke pot die. The ones who are having premarital sex die. The ones that have disobeyed their parents die. And the good one that does everything they're told is the one that you'll know will make it to the sort of last yeah. part of the film. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, all the people are like round. All the people are at one point caught or killed, and they're all round up around the table. <laughs> and uh, just before they're all rounded up, the mother in uh, in law of the main character is captured, and then she's basted. And, oh, I love that. And seasoned with salt and pepper oh, and some favorite kill. loads of like stuffed piranha to like, you know, uh, season her up. And then she manages to escape briefly. And then she gets caught again. And then the guy just like, oh, well, she's already seasoned and basted and chucks her in a giant oven and cooks her. <laughs> the best thing about it is, is he... he uh, put stuff on the feet to make it look like a to- like those turkey weird papery things that yeah, people put on turkeys and then ties her in a position so she's like a turkey and sticks it on the table it's like ooh look she's cooked for everyone she- no she's been cooking all day <laughs> the best bet is yep. he said earlier didn't he the sheriff something about your mum would make a fantastic dinner yeah yeah that was Play great and she did. I liked it when I liked it when he popped to there because, like, you had people spewing while they were yeah. gagged. <laughs> and obviously, the uh, one of the girls was kept in a fridge, and um, they popped a, uh, like a a corkscrew into them, and it, it, it did like it literally like made the pop. Of uh of the cork coming out when they popped it out of her to, and drained her some of blood and said, "Oh, you might want to let that settle for a bit," because obviously they were doing a, a Thanksgiving dinner, but using the people as the drinks and the food. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I genuinely thought that was brilliant. It's like, yeah, I get they were cooking. I get that he was cooking her. I got that, but I I expected her to be flat on the table or something. I did not expect him to bring her out as if it as if she were a turkey. Yeah, that's, uh, it's just a great visual, isn't it? Yeah, literally legs tucked up, tied, fucking brilliant. Well, it does make sense because once you cook something, it goes hard. So yeah, to having to tie up her legs and all that, he committed. He committed to this dinner hard. <laughs> He did, yeah. <laughs> and I liked how uh, he cut a piece of her uh, off. It's like, oh, go on, have some, have some. You know, <laughs> no, she be, she been cooking all day. Eat, eat some. Tell her how good good her cooking tastes and shit like that. And obviously, they didn't eat. He didn't eat her, but you know, that was great. Uh, the the final scenes are your typical kind of. Uh, like kind of tropey in the sense of they figure out who the killer was. It turns out it wasn't the killer. They then, the main character worked out who the killer was and then they had to escape. But it's, I don't know if it's implied that he survived or not at the end. Only because like when they say, oh, no one would survive from that. One of the fire, it was focused on one of the particular firemen walking out with a mask on where you couldn't see them. Yeah, we said that's got to be him. But obviously you don't see Um, anything there. So, who knows? But 
The way I see it, if there's no body, they haven't been found. Exactly. Yeah. A person needs to cook at a certain temperature to get rid of the bones, and I don't think that fire was hot enough. <laughs> Not that I'm a Same. arson specialist. So... Well, what do you think of the film overall then? Because honestly, I really enjoyed myself with it. I thought it was over the top, daft fun. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, if you like really bloody creative stuff, you'll like it. It made me think of things like Dust Till Dawn, and but then also, it was a dafter version of sort of Halloween. Yeah. It, it kind of did, um, it did like take things from other films, I guess, but it kind of like either ramped up the gore to like silly amounts or it just really took the piss. But in a like a kind of like a subtle way, it, it didn't just like outright be like, ah, oh, look at this, this is like from something else, but funnier. It's kind of more subtly, but still over the top, so you get a bit of a laugh out of it at the same time. Yeah, uh, like I said, it was kind of a a really one-off me jumping into this film, but um, I think it's a really good example of not using um, like a a class actors and achieving a fantastic film just by really good uh, ideas and script. I think I only knew maybe two of the actors in the film. The 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 guy who ended up being the killer and then uh, the, the man who owns the actual company, which is doing the Black Friday sales. Um, yeah, a lot of great ideas. Yeah, the sheriff's Patrick Dempsey, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that he he worked for like well under his usual fee because he wanted to be in a horror film. All right. Which, you know, kudos to him. It's yeah, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, but there's an Arnold Schwarzenegger film called Maggie that's about his daughter being bit and turning into a zombie. And apparently he did that for like oh? all because he wanted to do a type of film that... Because basically all of that film is about him talking to his daughter before she changes and it's like sentimental in a way. And he just wanted to do something that wasn't busting through doors with oozies. And I just love when actors think beyond the money. They think about their legacy. And... Yeah. Um, I mean, let's be real. Like, for Patrick Dempsey, he's typecast as kind of the romantic um, yeah. person. Um, so, yeah, you're right. He had to... Offering to do it for a low fee is the only way he could kind of get out of being typecast. And I, I, to be honest, like I said, I didn't expect him to be the killer. So that was a pleasant surprise. And when you find out his reasons, I that really shocked me when you find out the twist of, um, I, I don't want to spoil, but yeah, the reason why, the main reason why he wants revenge on everyone. I was like, whoa, where did that come from? Okay. But yeah. Good job. Really good job. Well, you'd hire him for a horror film after this one, wouldn't you? You won't worry about it oh, no. again. 100%. He's shown his skill. Uh, he just did a fantastic job. And you didn't yeah. need a, a massive budget. And I think that's another thing that Eli Roth did really well with when he did the Hostel franchise. 
um they all looked very low budget and they succeeded fantastically um because of their ending i'm thinking there might be a thanksgiving too but i don't know it would be nice but again i wouldn't push for it i just thought this was a complete film like i watched it and was like this was perfect Mm. yep i i would agree i don't think it needs a sequel um they could do one i guess but you kind of don't need it like the, the there's no need and uh maybe they'll just do the next two films i don't know who directed uh the other two films i think it was in machete <sighs> i can't remember uh, I, i'm awful like we said remembering people but i think that um basically i'm hoping that the other two films might get made because it sounds like they they making some good films from the fake trailers <laughs> yeah but who knows i guess we'll see uh would you recommend this film guys before we jump off oh definitely yeah yeah i also would recommend this Go film on, I always like to watch things in double feature. It's, if you've got the time, watch two films. There's actually a film starring Bruce Campbell called Black Friday. So. What? Black Friday. Campbell will have to watch it. And then this, I think, would make a good sort of Black Friday, Thanksgiving weekend double feature. Guess I'll be watching Black Friday soon then. <laughs> you can take part as well if you want, Prinny. <laughs> Gotta watch Bruce Campbell film. I know, that's not a chore. That's a pleasure. <laughs> uh, is there anything you would like to plug, Prinny, before we uh, jet off? Uh, no, well. If you want to know more about uh, my wacky adventures in life, feel free to follow me. Um, I am active on Twitter slash it's called X now, but it's uh, my my tag is at then it's Hades underscore Kitty because Doom Prinny was already taken. Um, you can also find me on Twitch um, as Doomed underscore Prinny. And then I've got like a link tree to my YouTube and all that, which is on my Twitter. So yeah, if you want to talk about horror movies, JRPGs, hit me up. Uh, yourself, Kerr? You got anything you would like to hug? Well, I'm on uh, Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. And Blue Sky and Mastodon and YouTube all as Kerr 9000. And if you're into horror like this, I've got something like 160 odd horror based videos on youtube those, those are um reviews and things aren't they not actual horror oh, movies yeah, most, yourself most <laughs> there's some things about the history of tales from the crypt and stuff like that as well oh nice tales from the crypt is ace yeah i love it i used to like tales from the crypt and tales from the crypt keeper which was the cartoon yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that is going to be us then. Thank you guys for taking part. Thank you everyone who has listened. Uh, we'll be back in a fortnight with another film. I'm not sure what that's going to be. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you. And see you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Please, dude.
without any way to thank Kathleen. She's been cooking all 